1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
0: This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. The work day is coming to an end. It is 5 o'clock. I will see you all tomorrow.
2: But Quinn and Chris are just getting started. Sports talk it is. Your hosts, Tony Quinn Jr.
3: I mean, probably from the ages 23 to about 30, I only ordered 4x4s. Four only oh, oh, a 4x4, four four four. Four, man.
2: And Chris Ello. I am just as bad of a pig as you are when it comes <laughs> to eating.
0: <laughs> it's time to get you up to speed on all things sports. Yes! Yes!
4: Of nonsense in between. Oh, look. Here comes our
3: fearless producer. Gwen
4: and Chris starts right now on ninety-seven-three. The Fan.
3: Touchdown Poway Titans in the JV game. They take a 7-0 lead here. It's in either the- a
2: touchdown or the referee's trying to dry out his armpits. 7-0
3: <laughs> Poway JV. Second quarter of the uh, of the ball of the football game, Gwyn and Chris Tony Gwynn Junior Chris Ello Matt Scraber. We're into the happy hour, as you know by now, if you've been listening. We are at Carlsbad High School Titans taking on the Lancers, number two team in the county, looking to remain undefeated here tonight. That game kicks off at seven o'clock. We've uh, kind of hit all corners today. We talked a little bit about uh, AJ Preller, who was on. Uh, the show this morning with Ben and Woods. We actually had a, a listener who was a pretty consistent listener come up to us and tell us he was tired of hearing about baseball. He was ready for the football season to, to, Oh, yeah? yeah you you went to, you had gone to the bathroom when he came by ah, but okay he, he was saying that he was uh actually ready to move on from baseball. He wants to talk football. We told him we had to get through at least another rest of this week, maybe half of next week but Football is is it's rounding into the sport that we're mainly going to be hitting. We'll up be here focusing.
2: Shortly. It'd be sure if they had a little better week of games in the NFL. I mean, honestly, I think other than 49ers Cowboys Sunday night, nothing really stands out to me this weekend in the NFL. Still early, yeah, in the season, and uh, you know, but yeah, we're going to talk tons of NFL. We got the NBA starting in a couple of weeks, yep, and. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, Brian Dutcher's it's Aztecs full, will be taking the floor here the first week of November. It's so full, it's
3: a full service show.
2: Yes, full we'll service. get to all of it. Yeah, we'll get to sure. all of it, but we got to wrap up AJ Preller, who was on with Ben and Woods today. He was, and, and uh, a lot of people still want to hear what AJ has to say. I mean, uh, you know, they they haven't they may have forgiven, but they haven't forgotten this entire
3: season out there. Absolutely, absolutely not. Um, one of the things we didn't get to earlier in that interview with Ben and Woods was...
2: Wait, uh, one more thing. Sorry, Tony, to ahead. interrupt you. Uh, you said it was 7 nothing in the JV game. It's actually 6 nothing. They tried the extra point. That's right. It got blocked. The guy, it didn't get just blocked. <laughs> the poor kicker didn't even get it off his foot, foot and it was blocked. <laughs> I got to love the kicking game in a JV football game. Yeah, it's, it's, you it's, never it's, quite know what's going to happen. You don't. You don't. But there, the, those
3: things aren't foregone They snapped
2: it back to the kick placer. He did a nice job. He put the ball down, and then it was just smothered the, by the defense. The kick placer. before the kicker could even I, get the. I like the way you snuck that one I in there. The kick is. placer.
3: Yeah. Uh, one of the the things we didn't get to uh, with the in the interview with AJ Preller was was and Woods asked uh, on the potential asked about the potential of of a Juan Soto extension and, and talks with Scott Boris, his agent.
5: Yeah, I mean, I think with uh, with Scott, he's always. You know, at least in our dealings with him, he's always been very clear. You know, in terms of you know, and I think uh, I think you know he's 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 made it clear that Juan Juan enjoys San Diego. He likes it here. Uh, he obviously had a really big year for us this year in and in a, in a big second half and, a, and, and last month. And um, you know, I think uh, you know again, I think you know from from you know from Scott and from Juan talking to those guys over the last year, uh, yeah, I think there's there, there's definitely scenarios where they have. You know, being in San Diego is of interest, and I think that's you know we'll get into that a little bit more here as we get into the next couple, you know, next couple weeks and months, and, and get more of a sense for exactly what that means. But I think the interest level on both sides is there.
3: See, there, there doesn't sound to be any trepidation in in his voice when it comes to the possibility of extending Juan Soto. That doesn't sound like a uh, a GM that is thinking about having to get Cutting to 200 two, to get to 200. Those answers were, were pretty concise. Yeah.
2: The only problem with it is that I got to believe that Scott Boros, as an agent is going to make sure that his client gets the most money he can get wherever it is. And whether do you, I mean you know I don't know. You know better than I do dealing with the agents like this, but if a player goes to his agent and says, "I really like it in San Diego." You know, we've heard Blake Snell say that he really likes it in San Diego. Does that have any impact on the agent's oh. dealings with other teams in baseball,
3: or do they, you know, are they going to end up choosing the most money? Uh, ab- no, absolutely, it has a barrier. Okay, if a player says he wants to be in a place, yeah, and truly does, there's not there's not an agent in the world that's going to be able to stop him. However, a player can say that he wants to be in a place, right? Then sees with What else is being offered? Team B and C offer. And if those places, in terms of outside of the field, are a a, a place he could be happy in and wants to live, he's willing to push off the original idea. Because, you know, although it might not be as good as San Diego in terms of living, you know, there's other things that come along with it. I mean, you know, state tag. There's a lot of things that are played into this that guys think about and it's yeah. not so I, almost in no situation can i think of where an agent i can't say no to the situation but most situations agents are truly working for the player not the other way around you taking I him.
2: know we get the feeling yeah. though that like somebody like Scott Boros is yeah. so powerful that they can tell Juan Soto what
3: Juan Soto is going to do they can they can try to tell Juan Soto yeah. if ultimately Juan Soto is like yeah this guy that's great but I I want to be I really here. want to do this. That's what he I because yeah. I know I know a personal from a personal standpoint, that is how my dad used to operate with John Bodge. John would be like, Hey man, this is you know, they're offering this team. <laughs> John, I don't care. I want to be in San Diego. And and then, and
2: then he would go home and his own son would say, Dad, <laughs> but this other team is offering this, this and this and Tony would say to his son, Sorry, I'm staying in San Diego. I, I, I want to stay
3: in San Diego. That's so right. You know that's 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 how those things go. Uh, the other thing that I, I thought that it hasn't started to bubble yet because I think really the news of Bo returning is pretty fresh. But most managers don't go into a year as a lame duck, right? right? And that is exactly what you know, at least in terms of how it's you know normally called. What Bo will be going? To. He's on the last year of his deal. Most managers. Don't like to do that, but here we are. And Bo, excuse me, and uh, Ben and Woods asked AJ Preller about Bo Mel going into his 2024 season with one year on his contract.
5: Yeah, I mean, I think I think like I mentioned the other day. I mean, I think all the you know whenever you know contract negotiation situations on on that front. will you know, I think from 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 our organization, myself, you know, we never really get into the details of that publicly, um, you know. But I think you know our players have a lot of respect for Bob. Um, you know, and, and again, I, I, I think from, from that standpoint, or, you know, I think our players, honestly, like they, they understand a, they, they you know, I think their focus is going to be on how do we make sure that we're in a better spot for next year. And, you know, I think that's, uh, you know, I, I think from, from our standpoint with Bob, um, you know, I think that's going to be really a big part of the focus over the next few weeks is, is getting there and, you know, anything we do with Bob and his situation from a contract standpoint, we'll handle, you know, between me and me and him know, privately and go from there
3: with it. I, I do find it, at least in my mind, funny to hear him answer the question about Juan and then to hear how flummoxed he was <laughs> talking about Bo Mill and that one-year contract. He gave, like, this deep sigh before he answered that question yeah. there. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's I, – I don't think in this particular situation with so much, I don't know, um, conversation surrounding Bo and his return, at this point, it does make sense for him to have one year on his deal. They didn't even know. It sounded like there was questions of if he was going to return or not.
2: The reason that you don't want your manager to be a lame duck, right, is to is be so that if he's managing next season and he says something to his team, the team wouldn't be able to basically come back with, man,
6: you ain't well, you're gonna not even going re- to be here next year. Next year. Why right. am
2: I listening to you? Right, right. I don't get that feeling that that would be the case with this Padre ball club. I agree. I would think – Bob Melvin could manage as a, quote, lame duck and still wield the power over a team that is going to be so desperate to erase all of the negatives of this year that it's not going to have time to worry about whether Bob Melvin's coming back or not. So, again, I can understand why you don't want your manager to be lame duck, but I think in the Padres situation, I don't expect it to be an issue
3: so yeah, that's a hopefully good point. that'll that's a hold good point up. because that is exactly why you usually don't want to send your manager unless you have no intention of bringing him back right. following that
2: yeah that but is, that, that's but even exactly Bob why. Melvin I don't even know that Bob Melvin although I'm sure he wouldn't mind a contract extension who he, definitely, wouldn't?
3: he definitely indicated when but he first made signed it his, seemed
2: pretty indi- indicated that you know two years was kind of, or three years is what he was going to sign up for yeah uh,
3: that that I remember that very distinctly when it happened to Earl when he first signed the deal it was right it seemed as though this he wanted this to be his last last stop now three years have gone by or three years will have gone by maybe he he changes his mind and his tune after that but uh certainly he yeah. will be the Padres manager in 2024 and let's uh, see
2: him get out to about a uh, 35 and 10 start next season and see the Padres offer him a contract extension right then and there. Yeah. That would be a wonderful way to turn things around and get everybody to forget what happened this year.
3: Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, once again here at Carlsbad High, Poway uh, Titans taking on the, the Carlsbad Lancers, number two team in the county, looking to remain undefeated. We will um Are we like- going to talk to the
2: Carlsbad coach? Or are you? Is that pretty confirmed? Uh, or do we know I mean, yet? we
3: texted, yeah, for sure. Good. All
4: right.
2: Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So that's happening. Look forward to that. So I'm not sure. Happening. I'm
4: not sure about the
3: quarterback, but he might be getting ready for the game. But we'll yeah, see. I would assume so. That's pretty pretty close to game time. You uh, also
4: heard what I said about his school activities earlier. Yeah, so, so I would, I'm not coming I, on I, that I would, show. He might
2: be studying right now, Scraby. <laughs> because of what I said. Yeah. No, because that's no, what because he, normally, he does. normally does, and you don't think he does.
4: Yeah, I go back to the first hour and hear me put my foot in my
3: mouth. Which you is, did. You know, I think people can tune in. To our show on demand mm-hmm. and two mm-hmm. men to the first hour, yeah. and find that happening very often. You putting your <laughs> room not. Yeah, I
4: also said something at a school I probably shouldn't. Yeah, else, yeah. So.
3: You, you've had a, you've had a nice run here today, man.
4: Actually, someone just asked me on Twitter. So, are you not allowed within 500 yards of the school anymore? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's coming.
3: Uh, first, I, I want to send a, a shout out to Carrie, who runs the uh, snack bar here at uh, Carlsbad. I she sent us. Some pizza, oh. uh, some hot dogs. So uh, they really? have they have taken very well, uh, very good care of us here today. Thank you, Carl. Very appreciative. High. That slice of pizza came at the right time because I, I I was eating my insides out by <laughs> himself because I'm starving over Tony,
4: here. Tony Tony does uh, does a lot of um, debating on what
3: he's going to hey, eat, and this sometimes is, he doesn't eat. This is this is a new me, right? I, I used to didn't have any debate. It was just eat. go for right. it. Right now. I think about it a little bit as I'm trying to lose some lbs. And when is Scraby going on my diet?
6: Scraby. That's what I want. to
3: Scraby, know. we've been talking about this, man. Are you pulled the trigger on on the diet? Yet? I, I don't know that it's going to work out. So it, it doesn't need it to doesn't, work out. You feel can feel like like do the you, diet. Yeah, it doesn't feel like you want it to work out. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. It, well. it feels like you aren't really like pushing for this to work out.
2: Uh I'd be willing to pass along some of the information from the diet to you free of charge. Free of charge, man. I mean, I saw you every day. I saw what you were doing every day. I didn't see
4: what you were doing for dinner or anything like that. But You only it, saw snack time. If man. that works out, then I will do it. But I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to be a real grumpy human being. You know How what? are we going to know? I, you will know. <laughs> that, you know, I,
3: I, I had thought about this a little bit, Scrape. I don't know if, if we're ready for an off-season season where we have you every day, and Chris, you have him every day anyway. Yeah, but he can be a little, he can be a little grumpy. grumpy. Scrape yeah. it could be a problem. He, that that might that might I have
4: think, me reconsidering you doing the, the diet alone. Yeah, I think uh, earlier this week is grumpy because you guys didn't read my text correctly. He was quite salty about yeah. that, Chris. But I turned that? it around, didn't I? Turn it around.
2: I took you a little bit. It sure did. <laughs> it sure did. You were a little salty. Yesterday, you were salty because the coach was in the studio before the show. <laughs> you, right. you, normally, also... you normally right. always find something to you be salty mad. about. Let's that was, be that's honest. That's a confluence
4: of events. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right phrase.
3: <laughs> it, it probably isn't. It usually isn't. All right. Let's, uh, let's get to break. Hopefully, when we come back, Dad McNeil, the Carl's bad head coach, will join us. We think we have confirmation, we should have confirmation.
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Hi, back at you on Gwyn and Chris. Broadcasting uh, today from Carlsbad High School, where tonight the second-ranked Lancers take on the Poway Titans. And uh, we are joined by uh, a big-time... Big time uh, high school football quarterback here, Julian Sayan, the quarterback of the Carlsbad Lancers. And uh, Julian, thanks so much for coming out and saying hi. What do you uh, What do you think about tonight's game against uh, Tony Quinn Junior.'s old old high school over here?
6: Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Um, uh, I'm excited about tonight's game. You know, we played them last year in the playoffs, and uh, they're always a good opponent. They're always a tough team, and uh, it's a physical game whenever we play them. So I'm excited.
3: Now, I mean, you've had a, a quite the year to, to start the year. Um, you guys 6 and 0 looking to go 7 and 0. A lot of expectations on this ball club. There's a lot of expectation that at the end of the year you and Lincoln will do it again. How do you keep your teammates this team focused on the now versus
6: thinking out in the future? Yeah, we, we really try to take it one week at a time. You know, our our coach Coach Mack has been preaching to us us that every every week we uh, we play and it's really just, you know, who's the next opponent? We want to try to dominate them and then uh, on to the next week and it's really just taking it one week at a time. How much fun are you having? I mean, the quarterback position is the glory position, but especially so when you're
2: averaging about 45 points a game. How do you keep
6: everybody happy out there? I'm sure everybody wants you to give them the ball. Yeah, we have a lot of unselfish players on our team. You know, there's so many. we have a bunch of receivers, a bunch of running backs who can make plays for us. So it's uh, it's a great thing. We have a lot of unselfish guys, and then, um, you know, we try to get everyone the ball, and everyone gets touches.
3: Now, Julian, you guys uh, obviously, as I said, you guys are having a good year. For you personally, I mean, we know you're an Alabama commit. How how difficult is it to not, for you personally, not to to look ahead? I mean, you got a bright future ahead of you, and I would think at your age, it'd be some thoughts to already kind of thinking about you know Tuscaloosa and and being in Alabama.
6: Yeah, definitely. I'm really I'm I'm really excited for going to Alabama and going to uh, college, play ball out there. But, you know, um, Carlsbad's been my home for as long as I can remember, you know, growing up here. I've uh, been here since I was a freshman, sophomore. So, you know, this program means a lot to me. So um, I definitely, it's, it's, it, I'm, cher- I'm cherishing these times Good. and uh, definitely just taking it all with my guys. Julian, you, uh, you said you grew
2: up in Carlsbad, so you're a local kid all the way. When did you start getting interested in playing high sc- or, uh, quarterback? And when did you know that was a position you'd be good enough to, you know, follow through with?
6: Yeah, growing up, uh, my brother started playing quarterback, and I kind of followed in his footsteps. You know, I was maybe six, seven, and uh, I used to go to the high school football games out here and watch uh, watch Carl play. And I really always wanted to go here, and um, I'm excited to be a Lancer, and uh, I've, I've cherished these last few years, and uh, I want to finish off this one the right way.
3: No, no doubt about it. Uh, Julian Sands, with us right here on our first Friday prep high school game. Now, tell. For those who haven't got a chance to see, tell us a little bit about your game. Uh, you in the pocket. You see you move a little bit in some of the videos I've watched. Uh, what do you think your strong suit uh, in the pocket is?
6: You know, I'm always trying to play on time. I'm always trying to uh, hit the guys when when they're open and, uh, you know, really just play on time with my feet and, uh, you know, really do what I'm coached with uh, Coach Mac. And then, you know, if the play breaks down, I'm able to extend it and uh, just try to get us out of a bad situation and get us in a good place. Now, you may not be this familiar with our show, but on
2: this program, we love Nick Saban. He is. Uh, <laughs> they're laughing because we always we always give him a bit of a hard time. But tell us a little. I mean, sure, you got to meet Coach yeah.
6: Saban. Just give me. How would you describe Coach Saban to somebody like we've never gotten a chance to meet him? We have uh, we have a good relationship, me and Coach Saban, and uh, I really you know I really like him. Uh, I love the way he coaches. He coaches hard. Uh, he gets the best out of his players, and you know it, he's kind of he's kind of what you see on TV. You know where he's like he's kind of got the dry humor, but you know uh, yeah. he's, he's a great he's a great guy, and uh, obviously. Uh, one of the best coaches. Now, ever. Are,
3: yeah. are, you know, I've seen some clips of, of Coach Saban really, you know, getting after some guy. Are, are you are you prepared? You tough-skinned enough to to deal with Coach
6: Saban? Yeah, definitely. One that was uh, that was kind of one of the main things that I wanted to go out to Alabama for That's is to awesome. you know, be, be coached hard and um, Coach Matt coaches us hard at Carlsbad, and um, it's going to be a good transition. That's awesome.
2: Well, congratulations, Julian Sand, the quarterback of the Carlsbad Lancers, number two in the county right now, but. Don't be surprised if they don't finish out on top. They got Poway tonight. Come on down and enjoy the football game. Going to pass the mic on over to your coach. Thank you so much, Julian. Good luck to Good you. luck today, Julian. Very nice Julian saying, heading to Alabama. I might have to even root for <laughs> Alabama now. Now that I got to We got a Julian. local guy there, of course. We do. We have a local guy going to Alabama, and their coach of the Lancers, Dad McNeil, joins us. Coach, uh, congratulations on the season so far. And tell us a little bit about the matchup tonight against Poway.
7: Well, you know, we're pretty familiar with them. We just played them in the semis uh, not too long ago. And, uh, you know, so their coaches are, are, are the same guys. Um, they graduate a lot of players, but they're a proud program. They play really, really hard. They're very fundamental. Um, you know, we're going to be in good for a good dog fight tonight for sure.
3: Coach, you know, we were, we were talking to Julian a, a little bit about it, but you guys obviously have a lot of expectation this season, especially after the way last year finished. How do you keep these guys locked in? And he, t- he spoke to him. He said that you keep them on a week-to-week kind of basis. But that can be difficult with a bunch of 16-, 17-year-old kids. How do
7: you keep these guys locked in week-to-week? It, it, it's 100% right. No, number one, it's just uh, constant accountability yeah, and um, really being where your feet are and concentrating on w- what we're doing right now. Yeah. And, and I know that's a lot of coach talk, but, like, literally, I – I don't know who we're playing two weeks out. Like, I'm just laser focused on one thing, and then I move on to the next. Um, and then the whole scheme of the season, we got a lot to prove. We got beat in the finals last year. Uh, we we lost in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it didn't sit well. And so we're hungry, you know. And and uh, you know, we 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 want to prove to everybody that we're uh, still a pretty good football team.
2: When it comes to putting together a high school football program, where do you begin? Where did you begin? What kinds of things were important to you and what kinds of things have happened to allow Carlsbad to be one of the elite programs in this county?
7: Um, you know, I got to work for some great people. I worked for John Barnes at Los Alamitos, who probably has the most wins in Orange County. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, just being under his tutelage and, and Eric Patton. Um, and then, of course, here, Rick Brown, yeah. you know, my high school head coach. So, you know, you, you, you take a little from everybody. And uh, our, our, our program is built on work ethic, discipline, and toughness. And we try to focus on those three things all the time. Um, and, you know, a, a, a kind of a blue-collar attitude as far as we go to work. We work really hard in the offseason. It's not a magic uh, uh, potion um, that we are usually uh, pretty good running the football and uh, protecting the quarterback and, and then playing really stingy defense. So um, I think it's built on toughness, really.
3: Talk about that a little bit because, you know, the the kid has changed over time. and. Those three things that that you really hit on there, discipline, being focused, having your feet where they are right now, those aren't the easiest things to get across in today's youth. How have you had so much success? How do you get your kids (laughs) to put their phone away so
2: they'll listen to you? You know, I'm going to credit
7: some great parenting in this community, which, you know, I went to Carlsbad High. I was a part of this. Um, Our kids are so locked in. I mean, uh, we have great participation. Our summer workouts—it's—it's it's high high percentage. We put pressure on them to be where they're supposed to be. Um, it's not hard. Kids like at the end of the day want they want structure, yeah. and they want to work hard and they want to earn everything, and uh, this is what we try to do. But you know, I'm I'm real blessed. Like I have, I coach the best the best uh, kids in the country for sure.
2: Uh, Thad McNeil is with us. He's the head coach of Carlsbad. They got Poway tonight. We're pleased to be here broadcasting our show from Carlsbad High. It's a great atmosphere already. People coming in. We're still a couple hours away from game time. Uh, Tell us your thoughts on your quarterback, Julian Sane, and how exciting it is for you to not only get to coach him now, but to know what's in his future uh, i 'm sure that 's very exciting
7: yeah i mean you know i 've been really, really lucky to coach he 's my 18th scholarship quarterback, mm. so you know why have we had a lot of success i get to, i 've had some good jockeys you know <laughs> uh, and and uh, he, he, uh, he, he follows a bunch of great ones and and he might be the best one um, you know i got to coach his brother he 's a two year starter he 's mentioned that and he 's starting at penn and so um, and then Julian was a freshman when his brother was a senior. So he's been in our program forever. You know, I met Julian in fourth grade. Wow. Um, and just to see, he, he is truly uh, a really good kid. He works really hard. He's very, very humble. Um, and he wants to prove everyone wrong. You know, he, he, there's no prima donna in Julian. Um, he doesn't think he's better than anybody. He's, you know, in our team. He's, he was voted team captain as a junior. I've only had two guys be voted team captain as a junior. He's a team captain this year. And then he works relentlessly through the year to improve himself. Um, so I get to have him this season, and then uh, we're going to be in the Under Armour game together. Um, awesome. In Orlando, you know, I've been able to uh, time, so we're real excited about that.
3: Last one for me. My dad had to deal with this a little bit when he had Steven Strasburg at the school and almost having to kind of put a cocoon around him as before he became a professional, have you had to do that a little bit with Julian as – you know, he's, he's a, a national prospect. This isn't a, a guy who's going to go somewhere local. He's going to one of the biggest schools in the nation. Have you had to kind of put a little bit of a cocoon For sure. Him?
7: You know, um, just controlling who, who, who gets at him, who wants to talk to him, who wants to interview him, uh, who wants him to sign things. Of course, that those. The great thing is his parents are so down to earth. They are the easiest quarterback parents uh, I've ever dealt with, mm. you know, and they just support. And then he himself, like he's not big on social media um that's great you know he doesn't he wasn't a guy when he made his announcement had a bunch of hats and doing some of that foolery um he made his decision uh in a humble way on espn and they asked him to do it um he announced in our gym he didn't uh go to some big hotel or something so um yeah it's kind of protecting him but he kind of protects himself Self, yeah. the way he uh, operates
2: Well, Coach, uh, as a former Aztec, always an Aztec for life, thanks for Christian Chapman.
7: Oh, yeah, he's coaching our quarterbacks. (laughs) And
2: he's coaching Julian now, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this guy, I mean, I was a sideline reporter for that team for all the time that Christian was there. He's like a coach on the field then. Yeah. So I can only imagine he's a great coach now.
7: Yeah, so Christian was a three-year starter for me here at Carlsbad and just one of my favorite, favorite kids. And, um, you know, he's gotten into the workforce after – he has the most wins in San Diego State history I know. as yes, a QB. Yes, he does. Yes, yeah. he does. Um, and they called him a game manager and that kind of thing. Yeah. He, he made did, the
2: plays that he had to make. Yeah. I'll tell you that. He,
7: he didn't throw interceptions. That's right. He threw about 68% yeah, he and did. Uh, was very consistent quarterback. That's what you need. Um, and then I'm really particular with our quarterbacks, and so for me to let another guy, it had to be Christian, <laughs> that's going to work with our guys. So Christian does a great job. I'm real lucky to have him on staff.
2: Well, we're lucky to be here and uh, part of this program. Thanks so much for having us out.
7: Yes, sir. And
2: best of luck to you guys. And uh, hopefully we'll see you later in the season. Yeah. Let's try absolutely. to come out again. Have
7: fun. Thanks, guys.
2: Thanks so much. Stad McNeil right there, the head coach of the Carlsbad Lancers, our first high school broadcast of the year. Pretty good place to start here in Carlsbad. We'll no come doubt. back. One final segment of Gwen and Chris coming up on 97.3 The Fans.
3: It looks like. Can he get there? He does indeed. Touchdown, Titans! Uh Tony Quinn Jr. Touchdown, Titans! Now I can't see a scoreboard, so I don't know what the score was. But I know my man ran at least 50 yards. I don't think anybody's made an extra point yet, Tony. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's clear. I think I think we've established the JV game. The the extra points have been a little
2: are are, are not guaranteed. Little sketchy.
3: Not guaranteed,
2: but at God all. love the coach of Power. He's going to bring the kicker out and try again. <laughs> after the last one was blocked off of his foot,
3: you know, Scrape. Next time, I think you should turn your mic off when you take your headphones off. Oh, yes, probably. <laughs> honestly, it's thirteen to twelve, Carlsbad. No, if field, they, no it, extra points made. No way, yeah. thirteen to twelve. That's why so they did, he make one. An extra he point. did make He could one. tie. He could tie. if He, he makes could this tie if one he right makes this, right this one. All right, uh, we got an encroachment penalty. So, uh, the big game, uh, the varsity game, uh, starts at seven o'clock. Poway, Carlsbad, here at Carlsbad High. We've been here since two, kind of uh, pumping this game up. It's a, uh, it's this is something as I mentioned at the beginning of the show that's important to uh, I think our station, especially important to our show that uh, we dive into into the community and and show some love and and try to get i don't want to say exposure but certainly raise the uh awareness awareness of of college of high school football high school basketball here
2: for
4: sure uh
3: which are probably our two uh, baseball is probably one of our bigger um high school sports here in san diego but unfortunately it's harder to do a baseball game we're <laughs> we're doing baseball games uh, of of the padres so uh during the off season this is something that we uh are going to try to do so uh, we will continue next week. We'll be at Rancho Bernardo. Yep, uh, and we'll kind of, kind of go Keep from it there. Been
2: going from there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I should update. I, it real quick. I better. Should I get uh, directions from you to
4: get I'm to not Rancho giving Bernardo you directions high next anymore. week? <laughs> or should I? Chris lives <laughs> in the world where it's like it's verbal directions, and yeah. I, I don't live in that world. Wait,
3: we just had the conversation. I was saying the other day how I decided I was just going to be a dude and not ask for directions or not ask for Yes, yes. That is the book that that Chris Ello lives in. You
2: write down directions. You write it down on a piece of paper with a pencil. You know, the old thing. A pencil. A pencil, (laughs) yes. What if it gets all smeared and then you don't know which way you're supposed to go? Whose
4: pencil gets smeared? Graphite can get – never mind. Yeah, but what I, what, I, no, what, I think, what I think is the problem is, is when I told Chris, hey, yeah, it's right off Tamarack, I thought he was going go to go to Tamarack, Tamarack and yeah. then type in yeah. Carlsbad High
3: School or yeah. something. No, you
2: said it was on Tamarack.
3: I said it was off Tamarack. <laughs>
2: so,
8: <laughs> so Chris is like – the, the
3: cold part is, is that there was a text that all Chris had to do was just push the button. Yeah, it the blue. Be, I, and pinned, it I pinned myself, and it would have gave him the the exact address. Yeah, he well, didn't do that. Didn't. Chris
4: calls me in a panic. I'm in Yuma right now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> at least I was smart enough to
4: call you when
2: I got to Yuma. That's true. He did. He did.
4: And you know what? I got to say, Chris on the phone was
3: very, very calm. Well, listen, I think he recognizes after working with you for however many years now that it was likely that you weren't going to be in he, that that headspace. So if he came at you hot. Oh, he would have got nowhere. He would have been lost. I would have been on Click. Right, exactly. I'm so, going to
4: print out MapQuest directions for you next they week. They still have MapQuest? I with don't all know. Due
3: respect, <laughs> yeah, with <laughs> all
2: due respect to MapQuest, I'm only I'm a Google directions guy. No, you're not, because that's what the directions came in today. Well, but that's what I ended up going to my Google app to oh, find this place. I just didn't use Scraby's shortcut. Oh,
4: <laughs> I should have, but I didn't. All
3: right, uh, we got to get to some traffic. Before we do, or I, I should say, before we get to traffic, though, want to remind you, Alden Gonzalez comes up next. We had him on earlier talking really playoff baseballs and the Padres predicament. So here's some traffic
2: watching the Twins finally win a playoff series at long last after uh, 19 seasons and 18 consecutive losses. Alden, thanks so much for your time. How are you today? Appreciate you joining us. Doing great. How are you guys doing? We are excellent. Uh, Well, let's start with the Twins. I mean, uh, what was the – you know, the crowd in uh, Minnesota, at least when they played in the uh, – home The Metrodome. Yeah, Yeah, used to be one of the great – Home field advantages in all of baseball. They won a couple of World Series by just winning their home games. That was a long time ago. Now they're outdoors. What was the crowd like in Minnesota? Were they were they a little hesitant to, to cheer for a team that had lost 18 consecutive playoff games? No,
9: not at all. I was fortunate enough to be down on the field during the game. I was uh, right by the first base dugout. Uh, And it was electric from the start. I mean, I think you could tell. They weren't hesitant. They were desperate to uh, (laughs) win their first playoff game uh, in a long time. And, I mean, you could feel, honestly, the electricity from the beginning. I mean, Royce Lewis talked about it. He was coming back from a hamstring strain. And he said that the electricity in the building, like, he feels like gave him so much adrenaline that he wasn't even thinking about his hamstring going into that game. Uh, Rocco Baldelli kept talking about how he felt like, The crowd helped them win. Like it energized them to win these games. And I remember game two, uh, the Twins had, I believe it's a two to nothing lead. Start of the eighth inning. From the start of the eighth inning until the end of that game, I don't think anybody sat down.
4: I kept looking
9: around and everybody was standing. It's like a two to one count with one out in the eighth and everybody's like standing up as if it's about to be like the third strike to end the game. It was crazy. And I'll never forget after the game one win, uh, on my way to the field, like just the grounds crew there talking to me about how, like, how long they've been waiting for something like this. I mean, 18 consecutive playoff losses is, I mean, you think about that. That is quite the burden. And even though most of those guys weren't there for any of it, um, they feel it just by being – part of that team because it's so palpable throughout that community. And to see them experience this, I mean, I it was one of the cooler moments of my career, to be honest.
3: Alan Gonzalez joins us, ESPN. He was on the sideline for that Twins, Blue Jays, series. This skipped a game, two. Jose Bears has got it going. And, and Chris and I are watching the game with no sound. Obviously, we're in the middle of doing our show. So the sound's off, and he walks the leadoff guy in the fourth, and, you know, I'm kind of, we were doing a show. I kind of put my head down, talking about a subject. I put my head up, and I was like, in the middle of our show, I was like, they're taking him out. And so people listening <laughs> had no idea what I was talking about. But that's how much of a surprise it was, at least to me, based on how he looked in that outing, that he was coming out of the game. What, what went across your mind?
9: Well, I was anticipating something like that. Uh, I know the Twins were anticipating them doing that. Because if you saw what they did in game one. Uh, John Schneider was really aggressive with his lefty relievers uh, because what he wanted to do was he wanted to get the Twins left-handed hitters out of the game, and he wanted them to sub in their right-handed pinch hitters. And so I figured going into that game that Kikuchi was going to be somebody to watch. And he started warming up in the second inning. I was like, oh, my God, they're already going to go to him. Then he sat down. I asked John Schneider uh, in the middle of the third inning about whether or not he was going to use Kikuchi, and he made it pretty clear that, like, they like that matchup. Mm. Uh, and <laughs> I knew it was going to happen, and I knew he was going to get criticized. And look, I had the same feeling that a lot of people did, which was Jose Barrios looked really good. Ooh. And I give credit to um, Alex Rodriguez, who was on the broadcast. He kept making a point that, and he said this before Kikuchi even went in the game. He was talking about how the guys in that Twins dugout, if you think Barrios out of the game, they're all high-fiving. They're because absolutely. they're happy to get that guy out of there. Because his stuff looks so good. And you could tell, look, the Briggs had a great bounce back here. He's an incredibly talented pitcher. They gave him a bunch of money for a reason. Yes. And you could tell that he was just so energized to be pitching back in that place. And his stuff looked electric. And, you know, I think one of the points that uh, Alex and Michael Kay were making, which I agree with, is that you can have a plan coming into the game, yes. but you need to open yourself up to deviate from it based on the way a game is flowing. And the way that game was flowing, was clear that Jose Barrios was on point. Um, now, look, having said that, is that the reason they lost the game? I would point to the fact that they didn't score any runs. And they did not <laughs> yeah, have runners in scoring. That that and Vladimir Barrios Jr. got picked off second uh, base, even though there was a yeah. runner in front of him at third. Like, where are yeah. you going there? Um yeah. that was more of the reason, but obviously the substitution didn't help.
2: Alden Gonzalez of ESPN is with us. And uh, so we go into the uh, American League uh, divisional round. The Twins are going to take on the Astros. I want to just ask you real quick about the other two teams, Baltimore and Texas. Uh, Brandon Hyde, Bruce Bochi, they've got to finish 1-2, I would think, in the American League manager of the year balloting. Both teams I, I thought would be better this year, but I didn't expect to see them in this spot. Uh, what do you think about this series, and, and what turned these two franchises around this year?
9: Well, two very different things. The Rangers spent a ton of money, uh, and the Orioles developed a bunch of star players. So it was two very different paths. Uh, the Rangers didn't necessarily go to the rebuild task because they just spent their way out of it. I mean, you know, signing uh, Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon two off-seasons ago, then last off-season addressing their starting pitching. Trading for Max Scherzer at midseason, uh, and the Orioles have just been developing these guys. Same guy who developed them for the Astros, and I mean, they, the pipeline of talent that they have to their system is insane. Uh, I think it's going to be a really fun series. I think there's going to be a lot of runs scored in this series. I think there's going to be a lot of lead changes late in this series because I think both teams have a lot of questions about their bullpen. With the Orioles, it starts with Felix Bautista. Like the law his loss is huge. It's going to be hard to identify who they could really trust outside of Cano on the back end of their bullpen. And the Rangers' bullpen has been a mess for a while.
3: Um, So I'm excited about that. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, And and I expect a lot of runs to be scored. Yesterday, this is the type of playoffs this year that there are a bunch of teams outside of the Astros, the Braves, and you could probably throw the Phillies in there because of their front-line guys the pitching is not as strong as we've seen in the past. These are some offenses that can put up some runs. I, I expect to see the same thing. I, I, I got to ask you, especially because I know you're doing the, the NLCS um, and, and you're not partaking in these divisional series, I want to ask you a little bit about the pods because um, obviously the last couple of days here in San Diego have been dramatic, to say the least. They, they announced uh, Bob Melvin's coming back but you don't see Bob Melvin, and then yesterday he comes out and says that he'll be back. Uh, what did you think? Did, did, did you see these moves actually coming out the way they did?
9: Part of me did. Uh,
3: part of me didn't. Um,
9: I, uh, I know Peter Seiler's loyalty towards A.J. Preller. I will say that there are not many executives throughout baseball. Would get as many opportunities as this, at this, as AJ Preller, or get to um, replace as many managers as AJ Preller has. And I think that also tied into my suspicion that perhaps they try to run this back. Because mm. I think if you take a step back of this Padre season, do you really think you're going to do better than having Bob Melvin as your manager? And I would say probably not. And I think if you remove a Bob Melvin from the equation, who is so highly respected throughout the sport, now you're running into a situation where is it going to be really difficult for you to attract the top managers to this team, okay? Like, are people going to want to work there if you can't even make it work with somebody as respected as Bob Melvin that he's out in two years? And so from that perspective, I think it made a lot of sense to run this back because if you're Peter Seidler and you have voiced – support for A.J. Preller, and he clearly sees A.J. Preller as the right man to lead baseball operation, you can't replace the manager because Bob Melvin is really good at his job, and I think you at least need to play out that contract. Whatever issues exist between A.J. Preller and Bob Melvin, they need to work it out. They need to work it out, and I dealt with this a lot with the Angels, with Jerry DePoto and Mike Stosha. And I remember after the 2013 season, which for them, it was also their, the end of their second year working together. John Carpino, the president, Artie Moreno, the owner, sat them down in a room and said, look, you guys need to figure this out, okay? Because we're not making a change in either department. The next year, the Angels won 98 games. They won the division. Now, the year after that, uh, Jerry DePoto back. stormed into an office with the coaches <laughs> and he uh, resigned. So like, that, but that's beside the point. But, uh, but it's kind of parallel here. And the, a lot went wrong for the Padres this year. They did a lot of things right, like they did. They had great pitching. They had great defense. Um, their star hitters should be better than they were last year. Like you could very easily see a scenario where they could bring that same group back. They run it back and they dominate in 2024. Now, obviously, that's not going to happen because Blake Snell and Josh Hader are free agents and they have other decisions to make. But this team was really good. Uh, So part of that part of it at least makes sense. At least try this again for one more year and see where it goes.
2: Alden, go ahead.
3: I I was going to say I I, I stand corrected. Alden is on the Dodgers divisional series. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask him
2: about that because we uh, obviously don't have the Padres to root for, Alden, but. We can still root against the Dodgers here in San Diego. That's something that a lot of our, our fans here will probably take to doing. But uh, is it going to be worth our, worth our while to root against the Dodgers? I mean, the Diamondbacks, I think, surprised a lot of people in those two games in Milwaukee. Do they have a chance to surprise the Dodgers even?
9: Of course they do. I mean, look, anything could happen in, when you whittle baseball down into small sample sizes, especially when it's a best of five, especially when you have a Dodgers team that's been sitting around uh, waiting, and the Diamondbacks look really good against the Brewers. by the way. and uh, They've been playing high-intensity games for a while, so that's definitely a factor. Is that going to end up making a difference? I don't know. I will tell you this, though. The off day in this division series, an awkward off day on Sunday, so they play Saturday game one, and then they don't play game two until Monday. That's a huge benefit to the Diamondbacks because what's the biggest issue with the Diamondbacks? it's finding reliable starting pitching outside of Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly. That off day is going to allow Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly to pitch four out of the five games on normal rest. Now, I will say the Dodgers have had a lot of success against both of those guys this season. But if you're the Diamondbacks, you're thinking your best path to winning any series is to get those guys on the mound as often as possible the schedule is going to allow them to do that. I don't know if that will be enough, but that is definitely an intriguing aspect of this.
2: Well, Alden, uh, we look forward to your coverage of the uh, divisional round, Dodgers and Diamondbacks. We'll look for you in the championship series as well. You've been great to us all season. We really appreciate it here in San Diego and uh, look forward to watching your work on ESPN. Thanks so much for the time. Thanks, Alden.
9: Thanks, guys.
6: Always a pleasure. Take care.
2: Alden Gonzalez wrapping things up, getting us ready for the baseball playoffs. The divisional round starts tomorrow. Gwen and Chris will be back on Monday. want to thank everybody here at Carlsbad High School for having us out. Great day here at the home of the Lancers. And uh, we'll have another high school appearance next Friday. So uh, we'll look forward to that. Thanks to Maddie Rhodes on the board taking care of us. Scraby, Tony Gwynn Jr. posing for pictures. It's not me. I said thanks to Scraby. Oh, no, I
4: said I'm not posing for pictures. No one wants a picture. You took one. I did. Somebody driving did. by took a picture of you. That's right. They did. Chris Thank you, Mattie.
3: They love you, Scraby. They, they love Scraby you, here.
2: He's being mobbed. We got to get out of here. <laughs> Have a good weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you Monday. <laughs> Have a good night.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?